What's up, guys? Welcome to a very special point five edition of Movie Schmovie. This is Steve, and I want to welcome you to Memo Schmemo 1.0. We couldn't get together this week to kind of go through our usual chit-chat of all the movies that we've seen in theaters or at home through video on demand or other means. Uh, but we did take a chance to leave some memos for one another, voice messages, if you will, to talk about two films, The Wolverine and uh, the new Ryan Gosling film, Only God Forgives. Both movies that we, uh, you know, either two of us or three of us, uh, the majority of us either way, had wanted to see um, through some of our summer previews. Um, I know that John and I were looking forward to The Wolverine. Ronald was very scared of this film. Um, I think it really upset his stomach, and, you know, he was really upset about it for a long time. And uh, Only God Forgives, we were all looking forward to. But uh, we weren't able to get together, like I said, but John and I left some back-and-forth messages after we saw these films. To, uh, to see what one another thought, and uh, we wanted to share them with you guys. So the first thing I left was uh, talking about Wolverine. Um, going into the movie, I'd say two weeks out, I wasn't really super jazzed for it, but seeing some of the stuff at Comic-Con, how charismatic Hugh Jackman is, and just talking him talking about the movie pumped me up. Um, going into the film, uh, you know, I kind of went from maybe like a six to maybe an eight or nine, actually, over the course of two weeks uh, before I sat down in front of it in the theater. And i got to say, I was disappointed. Um, Keep it in mind, X-Men Origins, Wolverine was, I thought, horrible. Um, you know, I guess anything compared to that is an improvement, and I would say that this movie is definitely better than that. I'd say overall, before I get into it, I'd say this movie is a 3 out of 5 for me, if you're looking for a rating. Uh, my biggest issues were really just the fact that it didn't feel like uh, a superhero X-Men movie. Some people really love that. I guess I didn't have that expectation uh, going into it, and it kind of just changed my experience. Um, I think including Wolverine, there's probably two to three mutants in the whole movie, not to ruin anything for anybody. Um, but yeah, I just didn't feel I just didn't feel it. I mean, it felt just more like an action movie. It had a very kind of straightforward plot. And like I said, though, a lot of comic book fans that know the source material, which I admittedly do not, um, you know, kind of were expecting that, and that's kind of what they were looking for. I think the movie's got like an upper 60s rating right now on Rotten Tomatoes, so maybe I'm a little out of the loop. Maybe I'm in the minority on my feelings about the film. I will say that Hugh Jackman is awesome. I think he was born to play Wolverine. He's probably too tall, but that's not his fault. I think he adapts to the role pretty well, and um, everything he says does and, and, and does on screen, you know, as the character I am all about. Um, I do want to see the film again, maybe maybe going in with a different feeling about what kind of movie it is. Um, maybe I'd enjoy it more. But I don't know. I think, John, you liked it more, but what do you think, man? Hmm. Well, man, thank you for asking. I have some thoughts in my head right now about The Wolverine, but I don't know if they're really that different from the thoughts I had right after I saw it just a few days ago. In fact, right now I'm remembering that time. It's almost like I recorded a voice memo in my car. Well, well, well. I just saw The Wolverine. You know, at first I was kind of like, eh, we'll see how this is. And then I was like, hey, maybe this is pretty good. And then there was one part where I was like, oh, that was really awesome. And then there was a lot of, eh, why'd they do that? And then there were a couple of things that were just like, oh, boy. So, yeah, disappointing, but not bad. Not the shit fest, as uh, Ronald said uh, he thought it would be. And uh, it sounds like a good time for me to stop recording. And here I am, a few days later, older, wiser perhaps, but still feeling roughly the same way about The Wolverine. Steve, I know you thought it should be bigger, and you said you wanted it to feel more like a superhero movie, but I'm one of those who found it refreshing that it didn't. I think we've seen Wolverine in enough movies at this point that it was interesting to break him off of his established mythology and kind of see what makes him tick. And I thought this movie was good whenever it stood back and let action reveal character. 
the dialogue, on the other hand, was was pretty bad. I mean, it was very stiff and, and ham-fisted and really didn't accomplish anything beyond just the most superficial level. Any wit or spark that was generated by this film came from the acting more so than the writing. Uh, even with that, some characters did stand out. I enjoyed Yukio a lot. I thought Yukio had great on-screen chemistry with Logan. She was more interesting to watch him interact with than the actual love interest, Mariko Yoshida, who, if anyone has read the comics, they know that's kind of the love of Logan's life. And in fact, in this movie, we see him fall for her, basically, at first sight. She's a bit of a cipher. I, uh, I never really have liked her that much in the comics. She always kind of seemed to exist as kind of a damsel in distress. They do try to remedy that somewhat in this film by giving her a little something extra to do in the climax, but it's too little too late, and it certainly doesn't make her a very interesting character. Speaking of that climax, oh, what a mess. Uh, this is another movie that has a scene about three-quarters of the way in that could be the climax, but because these movies are obsessed with kind of having a, a twist and another a false ending and breaking on through to another plot element, th this movie does not end in the scene that I'm thinking of, which actually is a, is a really cool scene where Wolverine's kind of trying to operate on himself, and there's a fight going on in the room. I don't want to say more, but it's a very gory, or at least as gory as PG-13 will let you be, uh, very gory, very memorable scene, and kind of creepy and strange, and kind of reminds me of the way that they've tried to position the X-Men as kind of the, you know, the, the weird cousin of your usual superhero universe. I thought that scene was memorable and effective, but of course that's not the end. It keeps going, and as is often the case with these kind of tacked-on endings, it was a CGI fuckfest. I never thought I would deduct points from a film for having a 15-foot-tall samurai robot, but by the time we get to the 15-foot-tall samurai robot in The Wolverine, the air of goodwill has begun to leak out of the tires, and I was getting bored with the movie right as I think they were wanting me to be ramped up and exhilarated by the ending. And while I'm nitpicking, one last thing, kind of a personal complaint, but this is yet another mainstream film that leans on the tired old stereotype that a bushy beard is something that you grow when you lose touch with society and have a psychotic break and go live in a cave as Wolverine is at the beginning of this film and that when you get back in touch with yourself and you course correct the first thing you do is you shave off the beard. As an American with facial hair I find this offensive. It's the same beardist narrative that Hollywood trots out every time and just once I would like to see a character come back from rock bottom and say, hey, you know, I'm keeping the beard. Until then, I can just sit in the dark and pray for something good to happen. Speaking of uh, sitting in the dark and praying for something good to happen, that's a pretty good segue to our next movie, Only God Forgives. Now this is the latest collaboration from director Nicholas Vinding Refn and everyone's favorite serious boy, Ryan Gosling. Having not seen Drive, I really don't want to compare this movie to Drive so much as just talk about it on its own merits. I have a feeling Steve will have a different take. It takes place in Bangkok, you know, mostly at night. And, and the, the colors are just very saturated. There's these really rich blacks with these really bright colors laid on top of it. It's beautiful to look at. It did almost start to seem like a joke at times, just how, how sparse the dialogue was. So, whereas I think artistically it was a very interesting movie and had a lot going for it, I, I don't know if 
there was enough content or story or character there to really justify the artistic indulgences. It really started to feel like Nicholas Vending Refn was just kind of masturbating. I know that the character Ryan Gosling plays in this is a little bit of a, of a reversal of the character he played in Drive. I think in that movie he kicked a lot of ass. In this movie he pretty much gets his ass kicked at every opportunity. There's a character, this cop named Chang, who if you play back the film in your mind, you realize he may have been sort of the protagonist of the film, but in the course of the movie, he seems like the villain. You know, I don't know that it really amounted to anything. You know, this is a movie that really presents itself as kind of like a difficult film. But since it's only 90 minutes long, it does not have the kind of punishing aspect that a lot of difficult films have, where you're sitting there, you're held prisoner for a long time. So at 90 minutes, this almost felt like a parody of a difficult film. And whereas I can't really say I would ever recommend this movie to anybody, I could see myself watching it again. There were some good scenes. There were moments that I could see people talking about for years. And then there were a lot of moments that I could see people joking about for years. So with that in mind, what did you think, Steve? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you were maybe a little kinder to it than I would be, John. Uh, you know, like I said before, I'm really looking forward to this movie after being such a big fan of Drive. Um, both Ryan Gosling, uh, Cliff Martinez, and Nicholas Vindig Refn getting back together for this film. Everything I heard, you know, again, expectations are everything for me, and I think I'm my own worst enemy a lot of times. But with this film, I actually think that it goes beyond my expectations to the simple fact that I felt like this was an experience where the filmmaker just was trying to be uh, trying to be too much of what he's known for, if that makes any sense. Like I feel like he's kind of got so much attention for Drive, and and he kind of you know he's on this pedestal of sorts for this type of film. And while there's a lot of things going on in this movie that I did really like, I think visually I can't really say many things negative about it because I think it's pretty gorgeous in most cases. But what the f what the hell was going on? I mean, not that the story was hard to follow or I didn't know what was going on. I just think that there was a whole lot of lack of narrative, lack of storytelling, and just too much just violence and punishment and really no frame of reference for anything. The whole Angel of Vengeance character, you know, the, the, the lieutenant or sergeant or whatever he was, you know, that's awesome. Like, he loves karaoke and he loves carrying a sword in his back. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I just didn't connect with it. I just thought overall it was, it was a lot of missed opportunities for some really badass scenes. Um... I actually was really not impressed with really a whole lot in this movie. None of the none of the acting. The only thing I kind of walked away from, like I, I actually was kind of amused and entertained by some of uh, uh, Kristen Scott Thomas's performance and and her mother matriarch role that she was. Um, I just was like some of the some of the lines she had when when she meets Julian and and his uh, his prostitute girlfriend for the evening at the restaurant and, and how vicious she is with her. Um, calling her out for what she she does as a career, some of that stuff was kind of funny, and I mean, in in the wrong in the most wrong way possible. Uh, but I don't know. Overall, just very disappointing. I felt like it was just a whole lot of nothing going on, outside of a, a lot of style. I mean, not a lot of substance. I know that's kind of a cliche, and I feel like I've said it before for some other films, but it's the first thing that comes to mind when you kind of experience something like this, like when you know. If, if this type of style was paired with the substance, I think that was there in Drive or, you know, not even other films that he's done, but, you know, just other filmmakers, I guess, that would be on the same level as him or, or the same type of films that he makes. Um, 
But overall, just not a lot there for me, and uh, I would say quite the disappointment. I still was trying to maintain my my excitement for it after hearing a lot of the stuff out of Cannes and after seeing a lot of critics' reviews as it came out, because it is available on video on demand. Um, it came out, you know, earlier, or the middle of July, so it is available if you want to watch from your house. Um, but yeah, I don't know, just a lot of disappointment. I was hoping for a lot more from this film, especially as a follow-up to Drive, and um, I think that people that are raving about this movie are uh, just pretty much just have no taste, uh, just to be blunt. Uh, but uh, yeah, not, not my thing. Um, but I don't know, John, John, I don't know. You were a little nicer than me, but, uh, maybe, maybe he'll get it on the next go round. I don't know. I'm hoping here's to the next time. Yeah. Before I can really think about future films, Steve, I really think we should settle the score. Hey Ronald, you want to be a tiebreaker on only God forgives? Just share your thoughts and please feel free to share them in a really sleepy voice that sounds like you just woke up or you're about to pass out so only god forgives only god forgives so uh interesting i love uh drive one of my favorite movies um that i've seen in a long time uh it had a different approach in this movie where uh drive kind of was a artsy amazing throwback to like your avant-garde movies with amazing soundtracks and minimal dialogue uh this kind of the same idea except it's kind of a moving painting which i really enjoyed i really enjoyed a lot and really odd characters i understand why this one falls between the cracks of what people would consider quality um and it's it's uh, it's not as good as drive but it still has a value and in my heart, man, it's it's still an amazing take on, I guess, someone's kind of struggle to redeem himself after someone he loves has been killed and, and the way that they know how. And although it might seem odd to people the way it's filmed, the way it's done and how odd it is, and it's it's very artsy on purpose, you know what I mean? And I, that, that doesn't make people feel very good sometimes. But I think it's a great movie. I think it has a lot of shortcomings. But I, I liked it, man. I liked it. I want to see it again. So I I, I think that Nicholas, uh, the director, has a lot of good ideas. And I think that through Drive, through this movie, um, it's, it, you, can, you can see it. But I think there's a lot to come from that guy. This guy, he has a lot of greatness to come. And I kind of like this path that he's taken with Drive and Only God Forgives. So I suggest it to anyone that can tolerate a lot of violence and a weird storyline. You know, I don't think that every movie has to have a coherent sort of beginning and middle ending. I think that's too, too traditional. And I think that's, he's realized that. And, and I kind of like the way it's formatted. So I check it out. Thank you, Ronald. Only God forgives. Only God forgives. That's right, buddy. So, all uh, right. He's going to be up all night. I better get to warming some milk. Interesting. Hey, you folks, thanks for listening to 78.5 Memo Shmemo. Only God forgives. We'll be back Only soon, hopefully next week, all in the same room. Until then. Minimal dialogue. You know the drill, as always. Odd characters. You made our day. ยังจำรถหวานอันซึมซ่านใจไม่เคยแมงหมายเปลี่ยนใจลงลื่น